Everyone, welcome to another episode of Create Tech. I'm your host, Russ Perry. And today I'm super excited because we are having a conversation with someone I've known. I mean, in professional years, it's only been, you know, a hundred or so. I feel like I've known you a long time. I'm here with Luke Miller, all the way from Berlin, Germany. That's where you're at today, right? Correct? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, And so, Luke, I mean, you and I, I... I don't even remember how we first met, but you have been like my go-to for design, engineering, a bunch of random projects, a bunch of not so random projects. And uh, as we were sharing before we started this episode, I feel like you are the quintessential dude who is like, I'm a creative, I'm a technologist, and I'm just doing it all. So thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. You know, very nice intro. You know, pleasure. <laughs> so um, I'm super excited to just get into the philosophy, to get into the the big thinking topics and and all of that. But let's give a quick rundown. You've had a pretty journeyed career. You've been an entrepreneur a long time. Um, quite quite a lot of things that you've created for others and for yourself. So, how do you do? Do you consider yourself like? What is your title? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a are you creative? Like what what are you? Who are you? <laughs> well, I, I, nowadays I like to talk about myself as a, as a founder, but basically, you know, just uh, uh, you know, thinking about myself of, of like doing all the kind of things and basically focusing like on the first principles in whatever I do. Uh, but I'm a founder. So I might be, you know, entrepreneur. I'm definitely entrepreneurial and doing lots of things. I've done many things over the history, um, but you know, I'm a founder. I think so. Founder. Yeah. What a what a bold title. I'm just a founder. <laughs> That's it. I'm the founder. Um, so you've been you've been in a you've been in a career uh, as a founder, uh, creating, but also and especially with a lot of the work we've done. You have a huge technology layer to the things that you've done. So, how did you find yourself in this space? Like, how, like, what's your professional journey to be getting into both design, um, which I've always admired your work, and that's that's something that I think has always been attracted. Is you do you do technology and engineering and programming and a lot of software development, but it always looks amazing. So, um, so how did you get how did you get into this space? Give us like your whole life in like two minutes or three minutes. <laughs> sure. So uh, you know. Um, I think the the first thing is on the computers. You know, I was I was born in 1980, so I'm an 80s kid. Um, I'm Polish. I was like born in like communist Poland, <laughs> and, uh, and I think I got computers when I was four. Uh, I got like my first computer. It was like the big Spectrum back in the day. And a couple of years later, on the Commodore Amiga and other you know eight bit eight bit sixty bit uh, computers. I started to be part of a subculture called demo scene. Do you know what it is? What is like demo I, scene? I, I might, I might, but I don't know that term. So what it describe yeah. it? The demo scene is basically a subculture of people who are creating uh, digital real time art on computers. Okay. So basically, the it was like kind kind of like big in back in the days. So there was like. Uh, copy parties where this community was like gathering in many like cities around the world, you know, a couple times a year. And the biggest of those events, you know, were like thousands of people. So it mm-hmm. wasn't small. But basically what, what demos had done, we created like this like real-time presentations and using music, graphics, uh, you know, coding, you know, really like high-end stuff. You know, many of the people from the demos, you know, like top coders in NVIDIA or Sony and stuff like that, you know, nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that was that first time. Uh, and basically I think 
I give a lot of credit for anything that I do uh, nowadays to the demo scene because you know it it showed you like how to create you know compose music, create this like interactive stuff together with images to make sure this is looking good. Um, you created something that others like were like voting for and you know commenting and you know giving feedback you on. So I think that was the the first stuff and that has trained my eyes and basically senses for anything that I was doing later on. I just have this like crazy vision of like, you know, like underground, like secret door, you have a knock, like you're worried that the, 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 the ex communist regime is going to come in and shut you down because you're being too free thinking. <laughs> like, like that's, that's just what I'm imagining in my mind. It's probably a lot less exciting than that. <laughs> you're probably just in like a, like a, like a holiday inn somewhere, like just doing your thing. <laughs> yeah. That was like, Part of that, you know, in the, in a demo scene because it like it evolves from the hacker scene. So yeah. you know, yeah. we have the games, and basically they were like cracked, and the people were putting like small intros before the game. You know, who cracked this and stuff like that. So this was the origin of demo scene. Got so, it. You know, there's like a little a little bit, a little bit of like this, you know, excitement and stories like that in that. I mean, I I was I had a a brief hacker. Like, I mean, we're, we're similar in age. Uh, so I had like a brief hacker part of my life where I was like, I actually got banned from computers at my junior <laughs> high because I had hacked the uh, computer management system, um, yeah. that the library used. And I put on, uh, which is so risque as a, as a 11 year old, but I put, there was a screensaver on all the Macs that was like flying toasters. I don't know. You know some people probably are old <laughs> yeah. enough to remember yeah. this. And I hacked it and I put flying Trojan condoms on all of the computers, which was like <laughs> the most obscene thing. And I thought I was so cool. And then, yeah, I got totally busted and was not allowed to use computers anymore. So, but I remember it. And, and you know, it was this like counterculture of, of, of technology, of art, mm -hmm. of music. And so yep. how did that evolve from creative expression to money? Because, you know, you can't be an artist your whole life. Sure. Well, you can, but like, there's there's definitely a trade off if you just stay in the art side of it all. Sure, uh, you know that that can be problematic at times, uh, especially <laughs> early So you focus on the on you know making everything perfect the first time, and it's you know never going to work, you know, and when you have budget, so that can can be problematic. But um, I think you know for me. It was basically that you know that that's why I said I'm I'm a founder. So I was from the early days of like demo scene. I was I was like uh, in in my demo scene groups. I was like the one who were like organizing the group. I was mm -hmm. also like I was a musician. I was the musician, so I can compose music as well. Um, you can find some of my older stuff on SoundCloud. So. <laughs> let's um, get some. Let's get some to post in the links in the show notes of early yeah, sure. early music. <laughs> Sure. Um, so, and I was like organizing this. So when I started my career and I was like working, I think the, the first and the last time I was working anywhere was like in this like local agency. And I started from like design, being like this designer slash animator. And how I got my first job, um, it was like, I was able like to in Flash, you know, remember the Adobe oh, Flash? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was, I was able to, uh, create the animated intro with my music, you know, my graphics and animation. So, you know, welcome that, to this yeah. furniture store website. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the furniture store. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Was it's it really? Called, yeah, yeah. It's called comfort. It's just like local, like Polish. I fucking stuff. guess, but I guess, I guess yeah, perfectly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get like this, um, this like animal and in, in their logo. So it's like animating this a little bit and creating some music. And which is everywhere. hilarious now that we know about conversion rate yeah. optimization and how horrible yeah. like yep. this style of design was for e-commerce. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So so that was like um, so from from that. I was like basically trying to like to organize something to create cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so after after I drop out uh, after like five semesters on on the university and got my first job at this agency, but you know I quickly like learned tons of th- stuff. You know, uh, done lots of projects you know, for like relatively like uh, local like subsidiaries of uh, of a bigger brands. And what I like learned, I think you know I I. Felt that I learned like everything, everything in like two and a half years, and I mm-hmm. wanted to start in something on my own. Um, so from that, you know, basically just I just again started organizing, you know, just like get some like co-founders in, and you know, try to do our own stuff for some cool brands, stuff like that. So from that, you know, we just like we focus on doing some nice things for for the clients, and as always for me the. Money was never like a goal. It was like a byproduct of, of doing all the stuff. And obviously, I've t- made like a shit tons of like fuck ups along the way. <laughs> uh, but that was like basically the idea. So just creating some cool stuff. And, you know, later on in the career, that happened to be, you know, cool like websites for the clients, games for the clients, and so forth. So basically, and along the way, I learned how to like negotiate and what's the value. Uh, how it is to like fuck up the cash flows and you know what happens <laughs> afterwards. So yeah, so that was that was the all the lessons was, us creatives have when we try to run businesses, which I've yeah, had all yeah, of those as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What's a profit and loss statement? What I don't understand this. I yeah. I just get paid and I spend the money. Like, isn't this yeah. how it works? <laughs> I was like doing some some like cleanups, like I think two years ago or something, and I found my like uh, accounting like spreadsheets from like 15 years ago. I was like, oh my fucking God, you know, how, how did <laughs> it work at all? So this was crazy. But yeah, that was like basically the, I think that that's the, that's the hardest part. So we have to learn how to like operate this and make sure that this is the business and not only a very expensive hobby. Uh, but, you know, but till, till now, you know, I think that the money is never like the main goal. It's basically yeah. like creating awesome stuff. And also over the years, I wanted to like focus more on like solving like more problems um, and, you know, more like heavy stuff uh, for everyone around. So I'm like involved, involved in like a couple like also heavy duty products you know, around. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a goal basically, you know, just like create great stuff. And, um, but, you know, focus on you know solving problems and creating great stuff. So I, I think love that's, that's the victory. Yeah. So we're going to get into your current venture in a little bit because I really sure. want to talk about it. And obviously I, I, uh, I, I have, I have a personal connection. I feel like I've been helping and inspiring, but you, I want to ask a question philosophical people listening. Like, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast. Like, is it going to be marketers and going to be entrepreneurs? Am I just going to talk to a bunch of creatives the whole the whole balance of creativity and 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 belief in what you're doing and then the exchange of value for money i think that's mm-hmm. something that people get uh, it, there's a little bit of a mix up at times either early in the career or as you're growing so 
You said like, oh, I didn't do it for the money, but like we live in a pretty money driven society. Like unless you're living in the wilderness and you just trade apples for whatever, like you kind of need it. So has that shifted over your career to today? Um, I, I know it has. So how has that shifted and how much of that, hey, I'm not doing it for the money. Do you still hold? Or what has changed inside of that belief system for you as a creative, but also as a founder and as an entrepreneur and someone who's, you know, kind of, it's kind of required. Yeah. So, so I think how it changes basically understanding that the money is oxygen mm -hmm. and you can, you can have the, the best company in the world um, and, you know, feel great with the people uh, who you know, you, you're working with. Uh, but, you know, we all have bills. So we have like to make sure that, you know, uh, all the budgets are like filled. So this is oxygen. You cannot do anything if, you know, without it. So you have to make sure that, you know, you, you know, take care of it and, you know, make sure that this is, you know, also in this whole like equation of doing cool stuff, this is like taken into consideration. Yeah. Um, and I think, in a, and for me, you know, um, thinking about, you know, I think that's the, the, the basic principle, what I used to say is like, it's very handy to be able to have like two uh, different thoughts at the same time. So thinking that the money is like not the ultimate goal, but also making that money is like very important for the operations right. and making sure that, you know, this is like ongoing process when you are just basically designing or creating anything else. Right. That this is the very important variable in the whole like process and creating something. Well, I'm I'm a huge sci-fi fan, and and you say oxygen, and my immediate thought goes to like spaceships and star travel, and and I think as creatives, we're kind of like, am I just a one man explorer, and I just pat, I have my little he space helmet, and so all the oxygen that I need is just for me, and but you know what, like I'm only going to be able to go so far. Or am I building the space station and I'm going to have people and teams and other things. But in that case, you need a lot of oxygen. And like, if you know, the, 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 the hydroponics chamber that's growing all your food starts to fail, like you're all going to die. And I know it's a bit of an extreme example, but I think as a creative, it's, it's sometimes scary to start to go beyond the needs of ourselves. And then all of a sudden we have employees, we have partners, we have collaborators, we have families, you know, we have a significant other. And, um, but truthfully, and Lisa, my, my, my journey is I, I know I, I thrive being able to create more value than what I need and create so much more value inside of this oxygen analogy that other people can come along for the journey. So do you think, sure. do, you, do you see that in creatives? Like, cause I, I definitely feel like there are so many creatives out there who are like, like, I don't know if it's fear or confidence, but they are so talented yet. They never really build anything bigger than what they need and what they need to be supported by. Oh, hard to, hard to tell, I think, but, um, I think when you, create something bigger then you have to create along the way a higher pain threshold <laughs> that's not for everyone yeah. so i'm not judging i think you know that's that's fine either way uh and i think you know basically um people who are who are like building and solving big problems and and aiming to like 
attack new stuff and create more stuff have some like uh, genetics you no know, wrong. So this is like <laughs> not natural for you to like be in a in a stress and you know just waking up uh, to like whole bunch of problems. So I don't think that's you know and the the the, the wider you go, the more more of the stuff is is happening. So also people tend to think that if you're creating the company and have like more people, then you'll have less problems. Right. That might be true to some extent. You it's might not have a less at problem. all. <laughs> it's not at all true. You might have, you know, you might have like less volume, but yeah. the the weight of the problem that you get is the 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 utmost shitty problems that that no one else could solve. That's why it's like landing at your plate. Right. So I don't think you know, and that's a that's a that's a that's a muscle that you have to grow and um, and have a thick skin for it. So I don't think you know that's for everyone. So that might be the reason that people, you know, I'm totally like, I see like solopreneurs or like creatives like who are doing like very good, like living for themselves. I think that's an awesome life. And I think, you know, uh, people who are like trying to like get into like bigger problems and, you know, scale stuff, um, you know, are some like, you know, a uh, bit of masochistic at times, you know, but you know, that's, that's, I, that's I, uh... Yeah, I definitely fall into that boat. I, I, I sometimes like see my buddies who have, just a software company and like they're mm-hmm. they're just building software and i'm like oh wow because it's like i've chosen the the twisted path of let's build a software company and all the problems and challenges of that but then also yeah. let's have a huge people operation and a global yes. you know yes. individuals and you know, yeah. I love our creative so much and I'm a creative, but like creatives are tough personalities, yeah. big emotions, <laughs> big things. So it's like, man, if I would have just created an army of accountants, I might have a little less stress in my life, but you know, there, 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 there's so much in that. But, um, so let's, yeah. let's jump to present day. Um, sure. let's get into DC and why tell me what's going on right now in your life. Where'd you land on this? Yeah, so DCNY is basically kind of new thing, but kind of not a new thing. So, so uh, for like over a decade, we've been running a uh, um, um, design development agency called the Dope Company, and uh, you know, over, you know, yeah, and over the years, you know, we, we work with like you know very cool like brands. You know, uh, we help with the early days of Tinder. Uh, we're involved in a in a school candy, the Formula One, and you know a couple others, and also a bunch of like startups and other things. And um, wine pickle, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of course. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, so we've done that, but you know, over the years, we uh, were thinking, you know, how to, you know, simplify the process and basically make make the business like uh, more like straightforward. I'm very, I think, you know, good at sales, but I don't like this, like in like huge volumes, you know, happening. So, you know, also the thinking about this lenses for this. And obviously, you know, you guys were like, at Disney Pico was like, or like uh, a big inspiration for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, making sure, you know, we also, we build the products and we build mo- lots of like SaaS products. You now uh, we have two of our own products as well. Um, and we always like love this model and we love how this is like very predictable stuff like that. So we created this in why basically thinking what if um, accessing software development would be as easy as signing up for any SaaS product online. Right. And, and, you know, and do this on the subscription and make sure like this is like very clear upfront value proposition for the clients, customers, and, you know, and operate like this. 
And, uh, and yeah, we launched last Thursday, no, sorry, last Thursday, two weeks ago on Thursday. Um, we were able like to close the first new client, uh, in the less than 24 hours, the second client, in the, I think three days later, and uh, it's about to hit like, uh, 25 K MRR. Um, That's great. You know, very, very, sh- very soon. And we are just like now doing this like this transition when we have some of our past clients who are like on retainer so we'll be like get moving them over to like new business models and also getting the best talent from the old company to focus on this one and this is growing real nicely and we are receiving like you know clients really like love this model and 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 i think the biggest biggest thing when you're starting operations like this is like to get in trust initially because now right. you are just uh, we are on a more premium price than the Pico. We charge 5K, 5k a month for a client. So, you know, when someone doesn't know, uh, you know, you and stuff like that, and it's like new client, they have to like build trust, like they, so they can sign up and, you know, feel like comfortable that doing this, that we are not some like shady operations and basically extorting money. Um, so, yeah, so, so it's a uh, launching lunch was like, okay, uh, we are growing and uh, we'll be focusing more and more on this model. Um, and, you know, my whole focus right now is like on this and making sure that this is, scaled through like uh, huge like people operations and right. also get welcome jealous. to yeah. the insanity yes. <laughs> you're going down the path now so like yeah. why now like why what has changed in either accessibility to talent your vision as an entrepreneur um, maybe technology that is a- allowing you to be able to provide because you know software development is i mean a lot Design is kind of a black box for some people, but it's definitely not as opaque as software development. I mean, a lot more people have done design projects than they have built an app or code or websites and stuff. So um, what what has given you the confidence to adopt this model? Because there is, as I know from running a, a similar business model... There is definitely can be more risk for you. Um, and I would just say what, you know, why not? What, 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 what was the moment in, in, in where you're like, I think I can do this. I think I put this model around this. Cause you don't, you don't see this model, uh, sure. in the way that, that you're doing it. Yeah. So a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, um, obviously we, because like we were in this like for a decade or so. Mm. We learn how to like first of all get the great talent and create the great teams from this talent. You know, in yes. terms of you, you say that creatives. You know, I think you know board developers and you know designers or like graphic designers are like creatives in terms of like you know and you know what they do. Obviously, uh, difficult characters at times. You know, different. You know. Uh, profiles, but you know some some like you know issues. You know, technical people tend to be like more uh, you know close in communication stuff like that. So we have to make sure and you, know, you train this you know and you know and make sure that this is like a DNA of the team that is working with the clients and so forth. So, but over the years we got trained very well how to be like very efficient and also because we work on the products for the clients for startups and for our own products, we learn how like ship very quickly, show the results very, you know, um, you know, efficiently, and then like iterate and, you know, move forward well. So that's that. Um, uh, I think, you know, in terms of like, you know, rise uh, in the recent months, uh, the rise of the, you know, um, large language models and co-pilots mm-hmm. is like also a 
big factor because we can, we as soon as we've got the GitHub Copilot, like everyone is in on Demos, like trained in this and using this. Um, so this is very important. So we make sure that even though we are very efficient with what we've got as a tech stack for the years in the past, we you know utilize what we have right now to be even more right. efficient. And just real stack. quick, for you know, I'm trying to remember that not everyone knows what we're talking about sure. that might be listening. So um, Luke mentioned Copilot. So this is a tool that uh, is basically everyone. A lot of people are using ChatGPT for content and writing creation. Copilot yeah. is uh, I would say kind of similar tool, but it's for code, code validation, code testing, code creation as well. And I mean, is this being used right now for you guys? Are you guys, are you guys, are you seeing your engineers using this and what's been the impact using the language models in code? Yeah, for sure. You know, we are just, this is like, uh, it's, I think it's too early to like to show the real data, but I think, you know, we can, we can be, uh, at least, you know, two, three times more efficient in terms of, you know, on, on like uh, deploying stuff and, you know, um, making sure that, you know, especially later on when you're doing like code debugging and, you know, make you know, doing lots of like small, like iterations, you know, with the clients that's like a speeding up the process significantly. So this is like, this is another factor, uh, that is happening. Uh, on the other side, I think the companies, and uh, you know our customers are seeing um, that they can do more stuff with less people. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you know in, in the valley they got like this mask effect. So you you know you know fired most of the Twitter and it still still operates stuff like that. So right. <laughs> you see you see that and people you know and companies realize that and they all they also realize this internally and they also realize this with their external partners. So. And and so that's the second factor. The third factor is that uh, that has been known um, for years, but there was like no alternative solution. So when you are a company looking for, uh, you know, as you see with Dizempico, uh, the same case, uh, when you are looking for a developer, you can go to the agency. They are like reliable, but typically very expensive and very slow. You can go and try to find a freelancer. You know, that can be, you know, you know, have a mixed results, you know, and not always like working perfectly how you want. And you can hire internally, which is like super expensive. When you're looking for a top people, you know, that's really, you know, the salary can be like really big. And also uh, most great talents are like, like like not available. And also, um, you know, there's, you are working directly with them. So you have like some PM that is like overseeing their work, stuff like that. So right. it can be like very slow and also big cost uh, for you, you know, to, to take on. So having all this, you know, uh, adding the software development as a product that you can basically you don't have to go through the whole process of like hiring, looking for people, or negotiating with the agency. You can just go to our site, sign up in like thirty seconds, and you, you will get added to our Slack and platform immediately. And you can see the first results done in twenty four hours. I think so that's the alternative for this. I think for you know um, DCNY, Design Pickle, and this is just and 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 and, and I think I'm expanding the umbrella here to the generative tools that are coming out, whether it's image, video, copy, content, the new business models that are going to be 
either enhanced or created that has access to these tools? Because we're working on our set of generative tools that are that our clients and creatives mm-hmm. are going to be used. I think what we'll continue to see, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is the the cost of creation and the cost yep. of ideation continues to go down. This doesn't necessarily mean you're going to spend less, but it actually mm-hmm. means the that that the ability to to get it out and to test and to do becomes faster and it becomes just this sort of in flywheel effect where we're able to do more and i believe that like you know i don't think like a a, a company's marketing team budget or engineering budget's going to go to zero i think mm-hmm. it's going to remain the same but the productivity of that is going to just be at another level and mm-hmm. the ability to take risks, the ability to test, the ability to go down a path that you may not thought you could go, go down because previously it would cost you two or three weeks and all of this money, you actually can. And, and that's what I love about what I'm seeing with creative and technology is that, mm-hmm. that like people can express themselves more and explore more. And it's not going to be this trade-off that it, it has been with such rigid models of creation and cost. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. That, that's, you know, there's like some of that. Uh, another thing that we are saying is that uh, companies basically who have like uh, bigger budgets, we have like um, brought down the cost for them to like use use us for basically as something that is um, product on the standby so they can like rely on us and they you know just like feel good that you know they have some partner that is like ready for you know any request that they're already on so i think that's that's you know that accessibility you know for for that is like very important as well Mm -hmm. so you know make sure that you know you are basically um in the industry that is like um not a very very solid at, at times because you know there was like all all kind of stories about you know um, you know software budgets you know going like up the floor and oh, stuff and like that and it's so stressful like if you've ever managed I mean in the yeah. last ten years if you've done a software project like yeah exactly and look exactly. I even I even feel like this is you know I'm super excited for your new journey because even when we work together it's like I got this amount. <laughs> And if we're at all wrong, like I don't, I can't just redo it all. Like, and so there's so much like specifications and are you sure and approvals and like so much red tape that as actually risk mitigation, but now it's kind of like, Hey, let's just do something for a week. And, and if we need to redo it, we'll redo it next week and we're good. And it's not this huge, huge, huge burden if you're wrong. Yeah. Also, you know, we can we can focus on solving problems and not like negotiations. You can focus on you know uh, the important high level goals and not like you know uh, micromanaging like the budgets and stuff like How that. How my OAuth technology is going to work or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, I think I think you know it's a it's a like lots of like benefits. Obviously, you know, you know to the initial topic that we discussed, the money. We have to make sure that this is like working well for us. But you know, the great great benefit for us in this model is that we have like all the data so we see the usage you know for for clients and basically we base our 
uh, profit scale on like averages. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have like some clients who are like using us as a full time, basically, and just like, you know, endless like, well, backlog that we have to do. And some of the clients are basically just like using us as this like standby you know, mm-hmm. support that mm-hmm. they need to access whenever they want. So, yeah, so I think I think you know it's all about accessibility for for this kind of service and making sure I you know my goal also with this is to make that's also back to like creative part. Um, I don't like I want to show the clients and show the customers that coding and software development can be cool. <laughs> so we can we are like like you know uh, fun people and you know awesome like to work with. We work with some like design agencies and they are like like super like you know crazy throwing emojis and they you know have the connection immediately with us. They didn't expect that. We thought that we were just like it's this technical robots. So um, <laughs> yeah so so I think you no know, that's that's the also important part. So you know being like super nice and friendly and you know and training the whole team like to be that and making sure that the we also make um this like software development like uh cool stuff and basically a cool product to access to i love it all right so we're gonna be wrapping up here so luke you've been in the scene for a long time from your from your hacker basement creative days with the CRT TV, you're plugging it in RGB, you know, cables and all that. Uh, and, and now today it's a transformational like race, like every day, something new is coming out from tools, technology. Um, what's one thing that we haven't mentioned yet. So it can't be copilot. What's one piece of technology software uh, that you're really nerding out on right now that like, as a founder, you're thinking like, this is may not be around forever, but I'm loving this right now. And this is really cool for me. <laughs> hmm. And if you say chat GPT, that we're over, like, you gotta be more creative. <laughs> I would say, I would say definitely, you know, AI, but let me be more specific. I think, um, it's not like technology per se, but what is happening and again, how we optimize as a civilization for uh, what we produce. So I, I'm super obsessed right now and being involved in some of the projects like that in the fact that cost of creation of energy is basically going down to mm. zero. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, you know, when you have, uh, but basically, you know, uh, you know, people are not aware of this, but basically when you're like pa- paying the electrical bill, uh, you know, the most of the cost, I think 99% is, is like basically maintenance of the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So the cost of like generation, this is like very small and it, you can, you know, it's basically just going down to zero. So when you have the free, um, free clean energy, um, then we can, you know, solve lots of different problems. We can have free energy creates lots of free stuff all around. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have a free, free clean water. You can have like, uh, you have like clean transport, stuff like that. So we obviously that, that re- requires like a transformation of the whole grid, you know, and everything right. around us. But I think the fact that this, as a civilization, we were able like to create technology and, you know, and uh, processes and materials uh that you know the uh, cost of creating energy is basically going down to zero uh that's a very big thing and i think you know uh 
we can create awesome things because of that. And all the like AI servers will need like computing powers and you know self driving cars <laughs> for that. So I think that's the the awesome thing. And also, you know, one of the products that I would love to be like more involved, but this is just getting started is like making sure because, you know, the future of energy generation is basically less like centralized and more like, you know, uh, spread out across. Distributed, yeah. So, yeah. So I think, you know, um, creating, uh, creating products that will enable anyone or like any like small city or village to become their own, um, uh, you know, power generating factory. Uh, it's a, a great thing and making sure that the energy is cool as well. So this is like a really awesome, like trajectory that we are on and super pumped, you know, about this is uh, happening and basically powering everything, the whole civilization <laughs> with it. You totally blew it out of the water here. I was like expecting <laughs> like a project management tool recommendation. And you're basically <laughs> like humanity is going to change and this is going to be, but you're right. And I think, to close this out, I kind of, this is a great way to end this on a high note. I think part about creativity is seeing, seeing what's possible, seeing something better and seeing the beauty in things and seeing solutions, seeing something that's maybe not so great and wanting to improve it. And, and I think with technology and creativity, it's going to allow us to solve bigger problems. Um, I think the, you know, if you watch the news, it seems like the world just falling apart and everything sucks, but it's actually not that true. Things are better and, well, it's you know, not true at all. yeah. And so I, I, I love this sort of way we're wrapping up is to say like, you know, it, it is a bright future for the problems we're solving, the accessibility of tools to be able to solve those problems, you know, even coming back to your business, uh, like, like DCNY, like, like to think that I could be building an app and be working on something in less than a month. And I don't have to stress about who to hire, how to do it. I can just go and like, eventually maybe two, three years, four years from now, I, I might just be able to go into Google and just do that. You know, like, it's crazy to think the, the trajectory. So, um, super thankful for you, for your time and your big thoughts and obviously staying connected with you, Luke. What is uh, the best place for people to go learn about what you're doing and your firm? Uh, where can they go to check that out? And we'll link to link to it in the sure. show notes. Uh, so, so uh, for to check DCNY, go to dcny.co, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Luke Miller. Awesome, awesome. Well, Luke, thanks okay. so much for having us. For everyone else listening, another great conversation here at Create Tech. Join us for our next episode where we talk about. Whatever, creation, technology, tools, AI, the sun. Uh, and we'll talk soon, Luke. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Peace, man. Bye-bye. To stay up to date on all our future episodes, access show notes, as well as see our past great interviews, head over to our site, designpickle.com slash create tech. That's slash C-R-E-A-T-E-C-H. We'll see you next time. Take care.